0: It's a brief madness. Younger men. Unbeliever should have been split asunder. Glamour. The charming one. Long sea, salt stream.
1: Improbable.
0: Confetti. Come together again. A joy delight. But we're never at home. We look into it. He knows he will never conquer. Men need plays like stars in heaven. Old fashioned mass, 19th century, not for the for woman, to the pleasure, views, the world, the private, fusion, the seven voices, Sinbad, literally, cross, the whistle, the desert, the god nights. A strange story, the truth, the victory, the joy, the many marvels, the poor gospels, the whole coming of the white horse, the people, the kiddos, the loses, the melancholy, the magic, the sea, the mythology, the rider, the fire, the fire, the land, from America, with the ships, and yet we do not know them, is in the past, or in heaven, or somewhere else, the thought of him is somehow breaking down, for God, our king, confetti the man, the king, when they see the western, he knows that he'll die, the seafaring, the the God, the sun, the
2: city,
0: I do not want to prophesy like a frozen eye. using to hear the marvels of the parents. Courage will be defeated. The moment the trust itself through the book, the sailor. There's no harm. Dead man, bird life, not not for the giving for free. The idea, time, just three metaphor. The
2: Asian, the moonlight,
0: the justice, the sharing, The city, the days, death, sulking in the stands for the heart. In itself, a very interesting experiment. The king of Troy, then has forsaken him. The very first, live and die, the balance of the white horse. He thinks only joy delight of the white horse. The seven voices of back the, the liberal and die, the melancholy, in itself, are the power. Powerful, the, the light believer, for God, men, need, dead man, death, for victory. The sea-fading, the mythology, the writing, the voices of mankind, the many marvels, he thinks over it, and it is a very interesting experiment, an angry man, the world is cleverly to if this to somehow break it down. The releases
2: the woman really
0: out courage with the brief magic. The people bird like notes, the marbles, the perils of the sea. Whose dream is already known to them. The charming. The very first, the magic, the saint, the the sheriff, thousands of feet, many long to see the fog, of to hear our like a frozen The voice, the cruel the
2: the spirit
0: is a wisdom. First, the spirit The past the theme, the, 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 the light of a the woman. no cause for the heart, the sun, the wishful, the pure spirit. A man. The idea the hero with ships will repeat it. He knows he will never conquer. He will look into it. The coming, current nature of the anger that you're honored at home. Poor gospel, the king, to come together again, the, the sailor Hungary first from America. different across the cross. Younger men. Dying. The balance of white horse. An angry man.
3: Company, in association with the Fund for the Republic, brings you a special television series discussing the problems of survival and freedom in America. Good evening, I'm Mike Wallace. Tonight's to... guest, Aldous Huxley, is a man of letters, as disturbing as he is to seem. Born in England, now a resident of California, Mr. Huxley has written some of the most electric novels and social criticism of this century. He just finished a series of essays called Enemies of Freedom, in which he outlines and defines some of the threats to our freedom in the United States. Mr. Huxley, right off the bat, let me ask you this, as you see it, who and what are the enemies of freedom here in the United
4: States? Well, I don't think you can say who in the United States. I don't think there are any timid suppressionists deliberately trying to rob people of their freedoms. But I do think, uh, first of all, that there are a number of impersonal forces which are pushing in the direction of less and less freedom. And I also think that there are a number of technological devices which anybody who wishes to use can use to accelerate this process a way to of going away from freedom, imposing control of what are the forces and these devices I should
2: say
4: that there are two... Main impersonal forces. The, uh, the first problem is not exceedingly important in the United States at the present time, though very important in other countries. Uh, this is the force which, in general terms, can be called overpopulation, the, the mounting pressure of population pressing upon existing resources. Uh, this, of course, is an extraordinary thing. Something is happening which has never happened in the world history before. And let's just take a simple fact that between the time of the birth of Christ and the landing of the Mayflower, the population of the Earth doubled. It rose from 250 million to probably 500 million. Today, the population of the Earth is rising at such a rate that it will double in half a century. And why can overpopulation work to diminish our freedom? way. I mean, the, the um, experts in the field, like Harrison Brown, for example, pointed out that in the underdeveloped countries, uh, actually the standard of living is a present falling. The people have less eat and less goods per capita than they had 50 years ago. And as the position of these countries, the economic position, becomes more and more precarious, obviously the central government has to... Take over more and more responsibility for keeping the triple state on even keel. And then, of course, you're likely to get um, social unrest under such conditions, with again an uh, 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 an intervention of the central government. But I think that one sees here a pattern which seems to be pushing very strongly towards a totalitarian regime. And unfortunately, as In all these underdeveloped countries, the only highly organized political party is the communist party. It it, it. It, looks rather as though they will be the heirs to this unfortunate position, because they will step into the power position of power. Well, then, ironically enough, one of the greatest forces
3: against communism in the world, the Catholic Church, according to your thesis
4: would seem to be pushing us directly into the hands of the communists because they are against birth control. Well, I think this strange paradox probably is true. It's an extraordinary situation, actually. I mean, one has to look at it, of course, from a biological point of view. The whole essence of, uh, of biological life on Earth is a question of balance. And what we have done is to practice death control in a most uh, intensive manner without uh, balancing this with uh, the birth control at the other end constantly the uh, birth rates remain as high as they were and death rates have fallen substantially <clears throat> all right so much for the time being anyway for overpopulation.
3: another force that is diminishing our
4: but another force which I think is very strongly operative in this country is the force of what may be called over-organization. Uh, as technology becomes more and more complicated, it becomes necessary to have more and more elaborate organizations, more hierarchical organizations. And incidentally, the advance of technology has been accompanied by an advance in the science of organization. It's now possible to make organizations on a larger scale than the ever of And so you have more and more people living their lives out as the in these hierarchical systems controlled by bureaucracies, either the bureaucracy of the big business or the bureaucracy of the big government.
3: But now the devices that you were talking about, are there specific devices or... Uh of communication which diminish our freedoms in addition to overpopulation and overorganization?
4: Well, there are certainly devices which can be used in this way. I mean, let us uh, take uh, the fourth piece of very recent and very painful history is the uh, propaganda used by Hitler, which was incredibly effective. I mean, what were Hitler's methods? Hitler used terror on the one kind, brute force on the one hand. But he also used a very efficient uh, form of of, of propaganda, which he was using every modern device at that time. He didn't have TV, but he had the the radio, which he used to the fullest extent, and was able to uh, impose his will on an immense mass of people. I mean, the Germans were highly educated people, but were aware all this, but how do you equate
3: Hitler's use of propaganda with the way that propaganda, if you will, is used,
4: but i us say here in the United States, he's mm-hmm. suggesting that no, government... I often need not being used in this way now, but uh, I, I, the point is it seems to me that there are, are methods at present available that superior in some respects to, to Hitler's method, which could be used in a bad situation, I mean I well, what I feel very strongly is that we mustn't be caught by surprise by our own advancing technology. This has happened again and again in history, that technology has advanced, and so there's this change in social conditions, and suddenly people have found themselves in a situation where so they did not foresee, and doing all sorts of things they didn't really want to do for now what do you mean? Do you mean that we, we develop our television,
3: but we don't know how to use
4: it correctly? Is that the point that you're making? Well, the present television, I think, is being used quite us right. harmlessly. It's being used, I think, and I would feel it's being used too much to distract everybody over the time, but I mean, imagine which must be the situation in all communist countries where the television, where exists, we world always saying the same thing the whole time. It's always driving along, it's not creating a wide right kind of it's yes, creating a one-pointed, uh, running in of a single idea all the time, such as in the instant policy. So you're talking about the potential misuse. People feel happy in small doses, it would uh, make them see visions in medium doses, and it would send them to sleep in large doses. Well, I don't think uh, such a drug exists now, nor do I think it will ever exist, but we do have drugs which will do one of these things, and I think it's quite on the cards that we may have drugs which will profoundly change uh, our mental state uh, without doing us any harm. I mean, this is the pharmacological revolution which has taken place, that we have now powerful mind-changing drugs. Physiologically speaking, are almost costly. and they're not like oxygen or like coca, Uh, cocaine, which uh, you change the state of mind, but they lead terrible results physiologically and morally. Mr. Huxley, in
3: your new essay, you state, that these various enemies of are pushing us toward a real life brave new world, and you say that it's awaiting us just around the corner. First of all, can you detail for us what life in this brave new world which you fear so much, or what light might be like, brave? New world?
0: Das erste Mal wurde ich wegen
1: Drogen in Harlem verhaftet. Das war der Anfang eines entsetzlichen Albtraums, der mich durch die halbe Welt getrieben hat. Ich weiß bestens, dass eine Menge Janzer den Drogentod gestorben sind. Zum Beispiel Billy Holiday. Wissen Sie, wie man im amerikanischen Slang für einen Drogenabhängigen sagt? Er hat einen Atten auf dem Rücken. Ein Monkey on his back. Also ich finde, das ist keine Gender für mich. Ich habe auch keine Angst, jung zu sterben, solange es für den Jazz ist. Ich weiß nicht, wie lange ich hier in Frankreich bleibe, aber sicher ist,
2: Ich hoffe, dass
1: man meine Trompete bis zum letzten süßen Tag hören wird.
0: 1963,
1: die merkwürdige Weichte des Djinn-Welker, der damals bis am Anfang seiner Langefühls gestanden, aufgenommen von Goumouin in einem Hotelzimmer in Quebec. Ich heiße Chet Baker, in 1929 Leben von Mein Vater machte auch aber er hatte nie Erfolg. Niemand sagte, er so viel getrunken und wie Marihuana
0: Das
1: erste Mal wurde ich wegen in Halen verhaftet. Das war der Anteil eines entsetzlichen die Ich weiß bestens, dass eine Menge Götze den Drogen tot gestorben sind. Zum Beispiel für die Holiday. Mhm. Wissen Sie, wie man im amerikanischen Slang für einen Drogenabhängigen sagt? Er hat einen Affen auf dem Rücken. Ein Monkey von weg. Also ich finde das keine Chance für mich. Ist. Ich habe auch keine Angst, jung zu sterben, solange es für den Jazz ist. Ich weiß nicht, wie lange ich hier in Frankfurt bleibe. Aber sicher ist, ich hoffe, dass man meine Trompete bis zum letzten süßen Tag hören wird. 1963. Die merkwürdige Weichte des Jim Craig hätte damals erst am Anfang seiner langen Produktion bestanden. Ausgenommen von einem Müll in einem
4: and agencies who were making campaigns of a quite different kind from what had been made before. And I think we shall see probably uh, all kinds of uh, new devices uh, coming into the picture. I mean, the, for example, this thing which got a good deal of publicity last autumn, a subliminal projection. I mean, as it stands, this thing, I think, is of uh, no menace to us at the moment. But I was talking the other day to one of the people who has done most experimental work in the psychological laboratory with it, who was saying precisely this, that it is not at the moment a danger, but... Once you've established a principle uh, that something works, you can be absolutely sure that the technology of it is going to improve steadily. And then view well of the subject was that, well, maybe they will use it to some extent in the 1960 campaign, but they will probably use it a good deal and much more effectively in the 1964 campaign, because this is the kind of rate at which technology advances. And we'll be persuaded to vote for a candidate that we do not know that we are being persuaded to vote for. Exactly. I mean, this is the rather alarming nature, that you're being persuaded below the level of choice and reason. In, uh, In regard to advertising, which you mentioned just a little
3: ago, in your writing, particularly in Enemies of Freedom, you attack Madison Avenue, which controls most of our television and radio, advertising, newspaper advertising, and so forth. Why do you consistently attack the advertising uh, Well, no, uh,
4: I, I think that advertisement uh, uh, plays a very necessary role, but the danger, it seems to me, in a democracy is this. I mean, what does a democracy depend on? A democracy depends on the individual voter making an intelligent and rational choice for what he regarded as his enlightened self in self-interest any given circumstance. But what these people are doing, I and mean, what both for their particular purposes, for selling goods, and the dictatorial uh, propagandists to do, is to try to bypass the rational side of man and to appeal directly to these unconscious forces, go very churches, so that you are in a way making nonsense of the whole democratic procedure which is based on conscious choice of
3: on rational grounds. Of course, well maybe maybe I you have just answered this, this next question because in your essay you write about television commercials, not just political commercials, but television commercials as such. And how would you put it today's children walk around seeing beer commercials and toothpaste commercials? And then you link this phenomenon in some way with the dangers of a dictatorship. Now could you spell out
4: the connection or how do you feel that you have done so vision? Well, I mean, here, clearly, yeah, this whole question of children, I think, is a terribly important one, because uh, children are quite clearly much more susceptible than the are grown up. And uh, again, to suppose that, uh, that for one reason or another all the propaganda was in the hands of one or very few agencies, you would uh, have I an mean, extraordinarily powerful force playing on these children, who oh, after all are going to grow up and be adults quite like, soon. I do think that uh, this is not an immediate threat, but it it remains a possible threat.
3: And you said something to the effect in your essay that the children of Europe used to be called cannon fodder, and here in the United States they are television and radio fodder. Well, I
4: thought they used to in the uh, in the trade journals, the most political accounts of how necessary it is to get hold of the truth, because then there will be loyal grandfathers later on. But then, if only you get translated into political terms, they a there will be loyal ideology now. I'm <laughs> sorry.